honest question. Now, after listening to everything that was said on Sunday Night Football about Aaron and the Packers front office and all that, will you admit now that Aaron Rodgers is coming back to the Green Bay Packers next year? Nope. Are Is it still just like self-denial that you're like, I Honest, refuse to think that? No, I just don't. I don't see it happening. I think that it honestly, Josh, I don't even think it comes down to that. I really think it comes down to what happens in the postseason for Green Bay. It all like if Green Bay lays an egg in the postseason, I think I truly think he's gone. Um, I think that the only way that they retain him is one pulling the Brinks truck up to his house and unloading it or winning a Super Bowl. I think those are the only two ways. Why not both? Yeah. Like, why not both? I mean, I don't think they're a Super Bowl team. I still don't think they're a Super Bowl team. I, mean, I love my Packers. I don't think they're a Super Bowl team. Hey, really um, quick, um, I would like to give a shout-out to um, Fox after the noon games, putting the Bears on the in the hunt and just, like, making my day. Giving like, you three hours? Yeah, I said I actually said that to um, Joe was here watching the game, and I said, "Hey, at least they gave us three hours before, like just letting us know, hey, you're still in it for a little bit more." Well, and really, and I mean, we'll get into this when we get to our rivalry roundtable. You know, some people, not myself, you know, actually thought that the game was in question at some point. I was never worried, but we'll get into that in the rivalry yeah, roundtable. We'll have to. We'll have um, to. Well, and with that, welcome to week 15 of LR Weekly. We are glad that you joined us. Uh, and real quick, I'm going to go off script here uh, a little bit, Christian. I did not run this past him at all, um, but I got to touch on uh, some events that happened to family uh, over this past weekend. Uh, some of you may know, some of you don't know, uh, quite a bit of my family uh, lives in... Uh, the South Central Kentucky, Central Tennessee area, um, yeah. and not just family, but friends. And, you know, my mom and dad went to Western Kentucky and Bowling Green. That's where they met. Uh, I went to WKU for a year. My brother graduated from there, is currently in grad school there, lives, works in the Bowling Green community. Um, folks, that they, they need help. They, they need your thoughts. They need your prayers. Uh, yeah, so I would completely un unsolicited on that. Um, yeah. But... I, if you I, can help in any way, I would even say, you know, um, even I was at my mom's the other day and she was getting choked up just from like watching the news feed of like the area in general. And I would agree, like, and we even talked about it in my class and just about how thankful we are, you know, when we got those tornadoes alerts on our phones on Friday night and the wind started to pick up, we, you know, we were people in this area were scared but then you turn on the tvs the next day and see how lucky we truly were and how unfortunate it is for those people in kentucky and i just uh, any way that people can help you know um thoughts and prayers especially during the holiday season you know it can't be easy for them um it's it is this is definitely officer we didn't even talk about this but i think it's important to talk about because you know, sports brings people together. And that's the one thing I love about sports. You know, um, the what was it the – is it Ohio State player from Kentucky or so, somebody started a like a GoFundMe page and it's 
up over the like hundreds of thousand dollar mark. It's just it's great to see sports helping people. And, and, and you and I have talked, um, you know, a little bit. I mean, living somewhere and having you know driven the streets, been in the neighborhoods, and, and I mean to see you know a street that you have driven quite often to see the streets that you know my brother drives daily. Thankfully, he's fine. Um, everyone I know is fine, but it's, it's one of those things where it happens everywhere else. And then when, when it hits a little too close to home, so please, you know, if you can donate American Red Cross, any of the, uh, Western Kentucky tornado relief funds, anything that, uh, you know, our listeners could do would be greatly appreciated. Uh, there's no easy transition to then transition into football after talking right. something like that. But uh, we are a football podcast and uh, we're going to talk football. Um, I start off. Is Bill Belichick. I, he has to submit himself as the greatest head coach of all time with this. Correct. Like, I mean, I get people are going to say Don Shula this that he's the greatest coach of all time right I mean what he has done with this football team it's just unbelievable at this point yeah now you know they're they're the team right now they're the number one seed and do we do we solidify them as the best team I mean granted they they had a buy last week they did not play football and they got themselves in a better position i mean they have not lost in two months yeah their last loss came against the cowboys on i believe it was either october i believe it was october 17th so i and i get this idea you know before people oh well well they haven't really beaten anybody okay well in their last stretch in their last winning streak here they beaten the chargers they beat in the Titans and they beat in the Bills. Yep. I, th- I, I think right now they're the team to beat in the AFC. Um, I think because that- when you look at it, every other team in the AFC now, and, and I know it, it's weird to start with a team who was on by. I get that. Give me I, between them and probably the Kansas City Chiefs, because let's be real. Uh, if you're going to pick out of a hat, those are the two teams you're picking right now in the AFC. Yeah. And I, this is just me. Um, I would, I would think that New England, if they were to wrap up the number one seed, I I would lo- absolutely love to see a Kansas City New England AFC Championship game. Absolutely, you know, and in that that's very well possible. I mean, I think I think you could see a New England Buffalo rematch in the second round. I think Buffalo has a you know, a good chance of being the seven, maybe even the six seed and winning their first round game, depending on who they play. I think right now, if you're an AFC team that's in the lower half in, in a wild card race, right now you're shooting for Tennessee. You want to play Tennessee or Baltimore. I To me, those are the two teams in that top tier of the AFC that I want to see in the first round of the playoffs. Now, granted, we want, you know, obviously everyone wants to buy, but if you, as a wild card team, that's not going to happen. So looking at who you could get, it's going to be really interesting coming down the stretch here. Well, and, and I think 
if you're going to play the Titans today, you want the Titans. However, you look at the list of people who could technically be back off of IR for the Titans. Oh, yeah. No then doubt. all of a sudden, they're a team who, well, maybe you don't want to play. But, but yeah. again, it, it comes back down to this. We have been talking for weeks on end now that y'all don't want to see Kansas City get healthy. You simply do not want to see Kansas City get healthy. Uh, you know, as much as we talked about, oh, well, the Patriots last lost this and the other. Well, the tight or the Chiefs haven't lost since they lost to the Titans, and that was October 24th. So you're legitimately looking at two teams in the AFC who have not lost in two months. Yeah, and and, and I mean, you look at the other ones. I don't, I don't see anyone else in the AFC. I mean, all right, Lamar, you now this year, you can't count on Lamar to be healthy. That's a problem. You look at the Chargers, goal charges go, but I mean, I don't, I mean, I'm not sitting here being like, oh, well, I think the Chargers can, you know, run a train where on back-to-back weeks, they knock off the Ravens, the Patriots, and then the Chiefs. Like, that's just not going to happen if you're the Chargers. It, I'm sorry, it's not. And then, so you look, and I, I don't know, Christian, I mean, I'm sitting here and I think it's Patrick Mahomes and I think it's Bill Belichick. And then I think it's everyone else in the AFC has to take a back seat for the last, you know, four weeks of the regular season and in the playoffs. And remember, we, we touched on, you know, obviously my wife gives me a lot of crap about saying that the Colts are awful. Colts are succeed in the playoffs and they are solidified themselves as a playoff team now. I mean, they, now, Indianapolis, huge game this weekend for Indy. Huge. And They're going to get beat by 20. They are favored in this game, John. That's stupid. They're going to get beat by 20. And we'll get into that in our picks. Yeah. But, but I, even, okay, let's say the Colts go in as the sixth seed. The Colts are going to get railroaded by the Chiefs. Like, I don't. Sure, they have Jonathan Taylor in the backfield. Sure, that's fine. They're not going into Kansas City and winning. And, I mean, I will take the brunt of it for you with Crystal this week. Like, there is absolutely nothing about the Indianapolis Colts football team that makes me think, yeah, you know what? That's a team who I think should be in the playoffs. What I think it speaks to is absolute mediocrity for the majority of football this year. Well, and honestly, though, Kansas City might end up being the second seed, and you could see Indianapolis play in Tennessee, and I think that's a great first-round matchup for Indy. Well, you I, especially if there's no Derrick Henry. Right. Because well, it, it's near impossible to beat a team three times. Right, and that's, you know, that's – And that's great, what would end up having to happen. Yep, and um, I think that lines up perfectly for Indy, so. However, if Indy loses this week – you now all of a sudden go to a world where does Indy even make the playoffs? Because right. then on Christmas, Indy's got to go to Arizona. Like I, we could be coming back here the week after Christmas. And now all of a sudden, sudden the Colts are seven and eight and completely out of playoff picture. Yeah. Which, yeah. which is mind blowing to me that this is the world we're in, but it's also what makes football so fun. But this is what we said about the Colts, that, hey, they have to get ahead early because their road late, Patriots, Cardinals, Raiders, the next three weeks. Like, that's you're looking one and two very easily, oh, and three 
with those three games. Yep, and then you're out of the playoffs. And then and then you're seven and nine and enjoy playing your meaningless game in Jacksonville on January 9th. Yep. And I still like you look at the games that just got away from the Colts week one against the Seahawks. That's a bad loss now. A bad loss. Yep. You know, they blew that huge lead against the Rams. Or did they blow the huge lead or did they come back? That was the no, uh, they, they had to Ravens. come back that game. The Ravens, they blew the huge lead. Ravens, they blew the huge lead there. The Rams, they had a lead in the fourth quarter, lost that one. So you look at this football team. I the only people that the Colts can blame is themselves. Yeah. And I think I, and that's it's gotta be so frustrating as a Colts fan because I just I don't see. I don't see them getting much better. Like I, looking at the Colts, I think with the team that they have in place, 500 is their peak right now. With Carson Wentz as their quarterback, with a pedestrian, you know, I, is it fair to call him pedestrian at this point? I mean, Jonathan Taylor to me is the front runner for MVP. I think right now, I think Jonathan Taylor, it's it, you could put Jonathan Taylor. Um, you could put Patrick Mahomes, you could put Aaron Rodgers in that conversation. But right now, to me, the front runner for MVP is Jonathan Taylor. Here's what I'll say. You can't you can't have a quarterback whose QBR is 59 and expect to be a contender. Right. Like right. I, I'm sorry, you, you just you can't do that. So they have to get better somewhere. And that's and why my prediction, I'm telling you right now, Josh. Indianapolis Colts, Russell Wilson. Which is a huge upgrade because then, again, we've talked about it before. You put Russell Wilson and Jonathan Taylor in the same backfield. Yep. That's tough. Yep. No doubt. Moving over to the NFC, and you want to talk about a jumbled up mess. Yeah. The NFC. Yep. And really what it comes down to is, Who's going to play who? Because so right now you have three teams at 10 and three, two teams at nine and four. And then you have just a mess. Yeah. I mean, an absolute mess because seeds right now, six through 11 are within a game of each other. Yeah. So you look at the NFC Packers, the one seed and honest to goodness, man, like now that the Packers are through this this part of their schedule with the one seed, I think the one seed, and I, I mean, it's easy to say, well, it's the Packers to lose. Okay. But if you look at the Packers' last four games at Baltimore, who's probably not going to have Lamar, and right. even if they have Lamar, it's going to be a hobbled Lamar, versus Cleveland, who has – so many COVID issues right now that they don't know which way is up. Yep. Revenge game against the Vikings. Aaron Rodgers will not lose to them hot dish eating Minnesotans twice. And then at Detroit to close out the season. They shouldn't think, lose. Yeah, I, I see a world where Green Bay now will clinch the number one seed, granted a slip up against one of those teams. But it, it, you look at it and they should Keyword there being should go 4-0 those last four games. Yep. Yeah, and I agree and with 
And you look at this, they went a stretch of Cardinals, Chiefs, Seahawks, Vikings, Rams, while also having COVID going three and two. Yep. You live with it. You live with it. Because I think if Aaron Rodgers plays against the Chiefs, I think the Packers win that football game. I mean, I I truly do. And I'm just going to tell you right now, Tampa Bay is not losing another game. No, they're not. Panthers twice, Jets, and the only game that's in question would be the Saints. They play them at home this week. I see on Sunday night football, I don't think Tom Brady's losing that game. So if you're Green Bay, I'm telling you right now, if you slip up one time, the NFC is going to run through Tampa Bay, and you're not going to want to go to Tampa to play Tom in the playoffs. You're just not. No, and and that's the thing that, you know, I look at right here. The NFL's got to be thrilled with how this is going to shake out in the NFC because no matter what, it's looking like one of two ways. One, you're going to have the Packers on the bye, which then you will either get the Packers against the Rams and you have the Sean McVay, Matt LaFleur storyline, or you're going to get the Packers and the Cowboys so then you have Mike McCarthy going back to Green Bay for a playoff game. Right. Hello, those stories write themselves. Yeah. And, and I mean, then you could look at Washington Tampa in the first round, which listen here. That's not a foregone conclusion because Washington plays Tampa tough. And here's the thing. I mean, Minnesota is still in the conversation. The Eagles are still in the conversation. Atlanta, New Orleans, there is a dog pile of six and seven teams that are fighting to get their way into the playoffs. And the Bears are still two games back. Isn't that something? You're, the Bears are not making the playoffs. I, I know. I just I just had to throw that in there. Oh, just, my just goodness. For comedy. And, and that's, that's the thing. You look at this. You know, this isn't one of those where, you know, you see a world where, you know, in week 17, week 18, teams are sitting guys. I don't think you're going to see that this year because I don't think anything's going to be figured out until week 18. Yeah. And you're and the thing about it is, Josh, remember the hot dog pile of garbage we talked about as known as the Seattle Seahawks? They're one game out of the playoffs. There is a world where every team from the NFC West could make the playoffs. Could you imagine? Isn't that a wild world? All I four mean, teams could make the playoffs. That would be astounding. I would blow my mind. And, and okay, so let, let, let's talk about Russell Wilson's birds here for a second. The, the problem that I see with Russell Wilson's birds, they got to go to L.A. Yeah. They get Chicago the day after Christmas. Then they get the Lions, and then they got to go to Arizona. Ooh, yeah. So, right there. So, I mean, you you got two games in that where Um, I don't um, think you win. Three, three, thank you. You, The Bears are a hot pile of garbage. Anyways, (laughs) like, I'm just – your time is going to come where I lay – where daddy's coming out of the woodshed. He's going to lay down and beating. Anyways, moving back to teams that have hope for January football. Um, I still – I look at this Tampa Bay team. Christian, I don't see how they get beat in playoff football. 
I think top to bottom that, man, they're just good. I mean, I don't think there's two ways around it. They're just a fantastic football team. Can we just talk about, though, the Buffalo-Tampa Bay game this weekend? Phenomenal football game where Buffalo really showed that they're never quit. Because, honestly, that I thought that game was out of reach there in the third quarter. And the way Buffalo came back and really, you know, but to be honest with you, once it went to overtime, I knew the game was uh, ga- yes, game's over. game over. I think Buffalo in that instance, you needed to score a touchdown to win the football game. And so the, the thing about Tampa Bay that just strikes me is that they have the best point differential by one point in the NFC. But where I go with them is that they have put up 410 points yeah. in 13 games. That and offense I, just keeps getting better and better and better. And I think their defense isn't a slouch either. I think they have a good defense. I think Todd Bowles, you know, I think it's just a good defense. But again, when you're putting up 35 points every week, your defense doesn't have a whole lot of pressure that, hey, okay, you know, you're going to go out, you might give up two or three touchdowns, but hey, it's completely fine because you have the greatest quarterback in the history of the NFL who's going to go out there and he's going to put up 35 points a week. So, hey, just keep us in the football game and then Tom's going to come in and Tom's going to win. Yeah. So, what, what I do get a little worried about is Tampa on the road has not been good. No, they haven't. And I think um, this is, again, where I touched on you don't want Tampa Bay getting the number one seed. You don't want it to happen. Because if another team, Green Bay, gets the number one seed, all of a sudden the Tampa Bay team that's not playing good on the road has to go to cold Green Bay in January. Yeah. And you look at games that were played in less than ideal conditions – you know, at Washington, they lost. But, I I mean, I look right now, you know, people want to talk about, oh, well, this team hasn't played any – like, if you look at the Buccaneers' schedule, so they beat the Patriots, fine. I'm not impressed with the win over the Cowboys. They lost to the Rams. They lost to the Saints. They lost to Washington. Like, you run down their schedule, I guess their best win – was the Cowboys maybe at New England now? That win looks pretty good. But right. you look at their other wins, Cowboys, Falcons, Patriots, Dolphins, Eagles, Bears, Giants, Colts, Falcons, Bills. Like none of those wins really stick out to me. as like, wow, that is a great win. Because I really don't think that they've played that tough of competition. Now, I still think the Buccaneers are the team to beat in the NFC because until you beat Tom Brady, I'm going to say that Tom Brady gets the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. And, but, and, and here's the other thing, Josh, you look at the top three seeds of teams that are fighting for home field advantage. There's only one team with the true home field advantage, Tampa Bay. You're going to play in warm weather. It's not going to be anything that they haven't that any other team hasn't seen. People will like to play in warm weather. Granted, 
I understand that Aaron Rodgers does not like playing in Florida for some reason. Well, um, the whole Green Bay Packers franchise, it's not, it's not just an Aaron Rodgers thing. It's the entire franchise of the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, they don't but, like Florida. I don't know why. And so, but again, not a big deal playing in Tampa Bay, like weather-wise or environment-wise. Arizona, dome. Dallas, dome. Char- uh, Rams, dome. Like any team that's in that top tier, you know what I'm saying? Like you either dome or warm weather. Green Bay is the only true team in the NFC with a, an advantage unlike any other team in the N- NFC, and that's the cold weather, January snow. You know, you got games that were played in negative degree weather. Those are games that the Green Bay Packers live for. And I think a little bit, and I don't know if you watch any of the uh, Rodgers on Pat McAfee stuff, Oh, yeah, all the time. He, he lives for that weather. He absolutely lives for it. And I think it takes a special kind of crazy to live for cold weather. And yeah. he's adopted it. He's, you know, it kind of reminds me of being, you nearly adopted the darkness. Like, he has adopted the cold yeah. as his own mantra. Because, listen, he didn't grow up in it. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know how much you guys know about California, but it, it doesn't get very cold out there. Um, so I, I think what my final takeaway on the NFC is that take those top three, one of them is going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. I don't think anyone else outside of those top three I, I maybe throw the Rams in there. Yeah, I was maybe, just about to say I don't maybe. count the Rams out of it either, but I'm but not I, I don't think the I don't think the Cowboys win. I think if the no. Cowboys play the Rams in the first round, Rams move on. Rams beat the Cowboys, and then that yeah. sets up Rams-Packers. So uh, moving to something, you know, off the field a little bit, um, we, we, Urban Meyer, he just he can't get out of his own way. Uh, came out today, uh, former Jags kicker Josh Lambeau said that back in August, Urban kicked him. Kicked another human being and that's the other thing like this isn't like a college kid that you're fresh like this is a grown adult man no you're you're not in college anymore urban now i will say you know always innocent until proven guilty i believe in that 100 percent. yeah there's two sides Um, to every story there is um i i just that there's a problem for me here. And, you know, you have a rookie quarterback in Trevor Lawrence, and, and, and I want you to read this quote right now, or I'm going to read this quote. You all, you're always going to have some form of drama. I've learned that the NFL is just more drama in general than college, no matter where you're at, but you're right. There's been a lot to your point. I do think that has to change. And that's something that we need to work on here for sure. We, I, we it's all falls on urban Meyer but see here here's what I'm gonna say Trevor Lawrence is more of a leader already as a rookie in the NFL than urban Meyer could ever dream to be because let's be real all Trevor Lawrence is doing is going out there getting absolutely demolished weekend and week out yeah and you know and I don't think standing yeah. up saying hey you know what we have some internal stuff 
that we have to figure out. Whereas what could he have done? Been like, hey, our head coach is an absolute clown show. Get him out of here. And the other thing said, we. And here's the other part. Did you read or hear or read about where he lined up his assistant coaches and asked them when they've been winners and told them that they're all losers and that he's the only one in the room that's a proven winner? Like, if that's true, who in their right mind would ever want to coach with this clown? No one. That's – you look at – you know, and if Urban said the things to him, and again, we, we are a family-friendly podcast, so we, we are not going to go into details on what was said. Uh, but when you allegedly drop three F-bombs in a span of about 10 seconds of dialogue to another human being, you're, you just, you're not a leader. I want to take a quick moment and apologize to Trevor Lawrence. You know, there's been weeks where, like, this guy is a dumpster fire. He's garbage. He's not good. Look at the kind of, like, if you had to play in this environment, I wouldn't want to get up and play for this football team. I wouldn't want, like, what is there to get excited about? There, When reporters are talking to you, they're never talking to you about the game. They're talking to you about the outside noise. And as a player that cannot be anything other than frustrating, and – uh, to me, I think Trevor Lawrence is getting the short end of the stick. Granted, he might not be worth the number one overall pick. He might not be. But this is a guy that you drafted, and you're going to have to roll with him. And now, to me, if Shaka Khan does not fire Urban Meyer, well, first off, I think he's lost the locker room. Lo- locker room is gone. They've turned on him, and if Shaka Khan does not fire Urban Meyer to this weekend, if they lose this weekend, Josh, if they don't fire Urban Meyer this weekend, the Jaguars are in big trouble. Well, I, you look at this, obviously, the only people who know what went on here, Josh Lambeau and Urban Meyer. Those are the only ones who know what actually happened. I think this speaks to a deeper issue that if this is even called into question about your coach and there aren't people who instantly come out and say, hey, listen, this didn't happen because you're not having that. I mean, this came out at 317 today and you're not seeing really anyone run to Urban's defense at all. That speaks volumes. That says it's time to leave. It's time to be done. I think Urban needs to just step away. I think Urban needs to be done. He's had his time in the spotlight. Didn't work. No way. Right. Yeah, it didn't work. And now with this new um, rule in the NFL where teams can fire a head coach midseason and start interview the interviewing process early to get a head start. Hello, Chicago Bears. Just letting you know, this is a rule. Um, <laughs> it's time to like for the Bears, for the Jaguars, um, any other team that's got a head coaching issue. You know, this is you need to do this 
because it gives you an opportunity to get a leg up on the teams that wait till the end of the season. If you reach out to a guy during the season and say, hey, we want, I'm just telling you, we want to interview you. We want you as our next head football coach. That to me means more than waiting till the end of the season, firing the guy and then going, hey, would you like to be our next head coach? Like, I just think it means more because you are making a true effort in hiring him by firing your coach in the middle of the season, hiring an interim head coach, and then looking for the future. Speaking of a team who's going to be looking for a head coach, Twenty-two and five. Moving to our rivalry round table, and so we're doing this over Zoom again. Uh, work has been insane this week. Uh, another late night episode of LR Weekly being recorded. That was supposed here. to be um, taped yesterday, but yeah, it was. It but just didn't happen. But then work called, and I ended up having to run scoreboard and whatever. Right. Um, I, I, I'll take your takeaway first because you looked appalled when I said that I wasn't worried. But I, I was never worried. Oh, I, I'm just going to tell you right now, there's not a point in this game where I thought the Bears were going to win. Um, no, and I, that's I, why I wasn't worried. Yeah, and I, I was excited. Um but what happened in this football game is the tale of two halves. A team that is well-coached and makes halftime adjustments and a team that has coached is having, quote, fun. <laughs> and just wants to continue to have said fun. And not but Christian, it- he's having so much fun. Josh, when I read when that came on the TV <laughs> screen, I almost had to buy a new television. <sighs> I would have loved. Like, I'm so upset that it didn't work out for us to be able to watch the game together. What a clown! Um, what a clown! Oh, we're having so much fun. Um, you know what I would be having fun with? Winning the football game. Not that. I guess evidently Matt Nagy thinks the game ends at halftime. And this is, right. a, this is here's here's the thing, okay? Hey, let's move away from your coach for a second here. Okay. Okay. C- can we do that? Yep. Yep. The Bears never produced any sort of offensive threat, like a sustained threat, the entire game. Every single one of their touchdowns was at least 46 yards or more. Okay, but here's the other thing, Josh. That's impressive because the Bears' offense does not produce big plays ever, ever. Correct, but here's here's the thing about big plays. They're not sustainable. Well, no, I agree, but I think that our offense got away from the run completely and that's the problem in that football game it's the lead was never so insurmountable until the end where we had to stop running the football and what do the bears do best 
you run the football to create those big plays on offense. And they stopped running the football. And that, to me, is just uh, – oh, we're moving away from the coach. We stopped running the football. I'll, I'll just stop with that. I, so where I look at is, okay, so your touchdown drives. Six plays, three plays, five plays. Where are the touchdown drives? There's nothing there that says, you know what? We are an offense that can sustain a drive. Nothing there that tells you they can sustain a drive. Because then you look at, you know, the Packers had an 11-play, 75-yard drive. Nine plays, 75-yard drive. Seven plays, 46-yard drive. You have to be able to sustain drives. And what I saw from the Bears was that, hey, if this, if we don't hit a big play, we can't beat you four to five yards at a time, yeah. which possibly might go back. But the second that Rasul Douglas had his pick six, I'm like, okay, we're going to be fine. Because yeah, it was that. as soon as Justin Fields threw the pick six. So you had, you know, the, the big play. Wasn't it almost like the like next play? Because then, like, I think the kick went out of bounds or something like that. Yeah. And then so the Bears started. It was horrible. That, that was fun, wasn't it? I loved it. Um, But then, so then you go, okay, 54 yards. But then, like, the next couple of drives, you're just like, Nagy's done. Yeah. It, the second that Justin Fields threw the pick, Nagy's done. And he can say, oh, well, we had so much fun. Nagy was done. He, he just was. And anyone who says otherwise, like he's, he's quit on this football team. You and I said it last week. He's quit on this football team. Yeah. He, you know, and that it's a little disheartening, but at the end of the day, you can't ignore the fact that as long as Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers, the Bears aren't going to beat him. Yeah, and I and I, th- is, there's just something about that man. But and here's the other thing: is like this is the this is a situation where the the Packers were in our spot three years ago in 2018 when we clinched the division and you guys were six and nine or whatever it was. And was that the year Aaron was hurt? No. Well, I, whatever it was, I don't know what, no, it was the year that you guys just struggled. It was the last year. Well, it was the first year or the last year McCarthy. I don't know. Last year McCarthy. Yeah. Um, and you just were struggling and, um, it was a game where, you know, bears fans were pumped. We just clinched the division Against the Green Bay Packers, we beat the Packers, but here's the thing. We were supposed to beat the Packers that year. We haven't beat the Packers a year where we weren't supposed to beat the Packers. That's the problem. And, then and I think 2018, we still split, didn't we? Yeah, that was yeah, the Yeah, because that, that was the 20-point lead. Right. Yeah. And, you know, that was, again, that's the game the Bears should have won. Um, but – um, what, where I was going with that is the Packers were supposed to beat the Bears. Yeah, period. 
Like, th- this is the thing Bears fans need to understand. We lost the, the Green Bay Packers. We're not in playoff contention. We're not in any contention other than trying to get our head coach and general manager fired. <laughs> this could not be any more perfect. Granted, I hate losing to Green Bay. I hate it as a fan. Can't stand it. But it needs to happen. Because if we happen to beat Green Bay, and then we have the rest of the season where you play Minnesota, who talk about someone that owns Minnesota, this will be the year, though, we lose to Minnesota. Just saying. But Nagy does not lose to Minnesota. He does not lose to Detroit. He just loses to Green Bay. But... um. If you beat Green Bay and then somehow, some way, find a way to beat Minnesota twice, the Giants, and the and the Seahawks, and then everybody all of a sudden's like, hey, you know, what a way to end the season just like it was last year, and maybe somehow we sneak into the playoffs. You might have – you have dumb owners that might just keep keep the man. We don't want that. We have a young quarterback who is – Going to be great. Chris Collinsworth said in the broadcast, this kid has everything he needs to be a franchise quarterback in Chicago. He's a good quarterback. He is that new age, get outside the pocket. He led the game in rushing. And here's the thing. It used to be, you know, a lot of guys say that he looks at his first progression and then he just runs. But as the year's gone on, that's that hasn't been the case. He's ran and he's felt the pressure and he's ran when he needed to. And I think that he is growing and he's maturing. And this is good for him. But, Justin, I hate to tell you, you're going to have to lo- learn a completely new offense next year because the offense you ran this year is dog crap. It's awful. So here's here's my thing with Justin Fields. He needs a whole lot of help. He needs a wide, a like, whole lot of help. And I look at this Chicago Bears team, and minus Justin Fields, because, all right, Jakeem Grant was fantastic. Yeah, that's a guy that you make a trade for him as a special. The Bears always have, like, one really good special teamer. Like, they had Devin Hester, then they had Cordell Patterson, and now they have Jakeem Grant. I think he's a dynamic guy. So here is my question. He's not Christian. a wide receiver. Okay, who are the Bears still waiting to find out if he's ever going to play football again? Is there a running back that the Bears had? Oh, Tariq Cohen. Forget him. Yeah. I, Jakeem I, Grant is a better weapon than Tariq Cohen. I'll oh, yeah, say and, it. Yeah. And he's going to be. Forget Tariq Cohen. Be done with him. Here's, here's what I will go with. Jakeem Grant is a great gimmick guy. Is that fair to say that he's yeah. a great gimmick guy? Because you look, he had a 46-yard touchdown, and he had a 97-yard touchdown. So he's a great gimmick guy. He's one of those dudes who, hey, you can run, do some crazy stuff with, then tell him to go return every single kick known to man. He's going to be the next dude who's taking him 109 yards, you know, from nine yards deep in the end zone. He's going to take it to the house. He's going to be that next guy, and that's fine. What I don't see from the Bears right now is a legitimate weapon to use with Justin Fields. And it starts, number one, that offensive line was offensively bad Sunday night. Offensively bad. 
receiving wise, you take away Bird's 54 yard catch. Like that, the only reason why he was the leading receiver was because of his 54 yard catch. Like you look at everyone else besides that. Okay, who who's really so you had Jakeem Grant who had one reception for 46 yards. So you take that big play away. The Bears leading receiver had 46 yards. Yeah, like you're not gonna win football games that way. No, and the Bears understand that. They know they need a wide receiver threat. They know Allen Robinson's walking, and they need to find, you know, unless somehow, some way you're able to keep Allen Robinson, which I just don't think that's possible. I think that they're going to be in the market for a wide receiver. They're Right now, they're in the market for the eighth best cap space in the NFL next year. They're going to have a lot of money to spend, over $44 million the Bears are going to free up for next year. And that doesn't include, you know, I have a feeling that Jimmy Graham's going to be gone. Um, that's going to happen. Uh, I think there's a good chance that Tariq Cohen could be gone, as you said. I think, you know, Khalil Herbert really came on the scene this year. I don't – and Damian Williams, you have him for three years. I don't see a reason to keep Tariq Cohen. Um, I like him as a player and as a fan, but – now it's like he didn't come back all year. What is he going to be like coming back from this injury? Um, they're going to have money to spend. It's going to be a huge offseason in Chicago. Um, it's sad that the Bears fans get excited for the offseason, but that's really what we've had over the course of my fanhood. Um, but this is huge. You finally have a franchise quarterback. It's All rumors are actually, Josh, everything I've read, Top to bottom is what's going to happen. Ted Phillips, Ryan Pace, Matt Nagy, gone. The only thing that saves Ryan Pace is if he's able to hire Sean Payton. That's it. That's the only way he stays as the general manager of the Chicago Bears. Period. And and it's systemic. And what I mean with this is, so if you look, uh, Christian, who was the leading target receiver for the Bears on Sunday? Do you have any idea? Um, I, I would... Maybe was it Cole Komet? No, it was David Montgomery. No, that doesn't surprise me either. Uh, when you have Darnell Mooney only gets five targets the whole game. Yep. When you have Allen Robinson only gets six targets the whole game. It is a systemic problem from the top down. And being honest about this, there is not a single aspect of the Chicago Bears that worries me. And, you know, because at the beginning of the year, we're like, oh, well, Justin Fields is here and it's only going to be, you know, maybe one or two years before the Bears are are back. Uh, I, I think the Bears fans got to realize that this is going to be a long haul rebuild. This is not going to be something that happens because your defense is going to have to be rebuilt too. Because end of the day, Khalil Mack might come back next year. Fine. He will. He will. He's not going to be the Khalil Mack you had in 2018. Just end of the day. No, he won't be. three or four years older. I I think him, Mack, and um, if Hicks decides to come back, which I don't think he will, but you still have Eddie Goldman, Bilal Nichols, um, I, I mean, this year, our, our corners are awful. They well, you were lining Roquan Smith up as a safety. Yeah, I well, mean, I, that, that just speaks to where they're at. 
And again, I think it goes back to the idea of, okay, you got Justin Fields, but at what cost now? Because you look, the only way that this team is going to be able to build one is in free agency. And that assumes that Virginia McCaskey is going to loosen up those purse strings a little bit, which you know she doesn't really want to do, no. or through through the draft. Uh, they don't have any draft picks. Yeah, well. And, it- and that, I just look and I'm like, they're they, – Pace, while he got Justin Fields, and that's great, that's fantastic, at what cost to the franchise did he get Justin Fields? Well, I, and here's the thing, though. He had to. There, If he waited, he wouldn't have gotten any quarterback, period, this year. Yeah. And to me, it was something that, you know, had to happen. Um, I, I'm just going to say, too, Robert Quinn has been a beast this year. He made he made a big mistake on fatal Sunday. fatal flaw. Yeah, you the, don't the, do you don't do the belt. Yeah, I and I loved it though. Like as a fan, you just love to see that happen. But then Joe quickly like he's like, dude, I actually watched a YouTube video about this of like they show someone doing the belt to Rogers you and lose. then what happens after you lose. Yeah, and it's never by like a touchdown. It's always like by fourteen or seventeen and. That's that's the thing. And Aaron was funny on McAfee yesterday. He goes, yeah, well, you know, I thought, well, he's either going to look really dumb or he's they're going to be the one to do it. And I'm like, well, yeah, buddy, those are the only two alternatives. Like, it's yeah. not – I end of the day. Um, there are two teams going in two different directions right now. Yes, and I think that Bears fans need to understand – this is probably going to be a three or four year process. This is not going to be something that next year or the year after gets fixed. It's it's way bigger than that. I think I know you're saying three or four years. I'm I'm saying right now this is the biggest off season for the Chicago Bears at what they've had in a long time because of the amount of money they have to spend. They've not had this amount of money to spend. But will they? They have to. You're going to have to spend money. Okay, but we've and been if they saying don't, that. Then that says a lot about what you say about your team and your franchise. But then here's the other question. Who wants to go play in Chicago right now? Well, it's all going to come down to coaching. Who you, you get as the coach, yep. which and is I, why you need to fire him yesterday. Yep. And I'm going to say this right now that because of the rule of being able to interview head coaches, if the Bears wait to fire Nagy at the end of the season, Ain't gonna be it no is one going left. to it is going to kill their opportunity to get a guy that they really want. And to me, right now, that there's no choice that you have other than I kind of hope they lose to Minnesota on Monday night. Granted, Josh, I'm going to say this to also. This will be the first Bears game I do not watch. In a very, very, very long time. Um, I, watching it? We have a Christmas concert. Elementary oh, Christmas concert. Yes. Night. Um, and I always make sure I stay and help afterwards and make sure, you know, help clean up and everything. Because you got to get that highly effective rating. Yeah, I, I don't I, even care I about see, that. I see I've what always, you're doing there. I've always done doing that. There. As a I, new I see what you're doing. But, um, yeah, I'm not watching it Monday. And I – it's one of those games where I kind of hope they just get blown out. And then I get an update on my phone Tuesday that Nagy has been let go by the Chicago bears and I'll be happy. But so let's move because 
We're on tonight. You know our picks don't lie. Is it over? Oh yeah, it's over. It, 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 is it over? I mean, please, please tell me you're not going to do that. Or oh, I'm just going to go opposite what you do. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing: that what am I down now? Thirteen. You are down thirteen. Yeah. So I'm going to have to pick and choose my. It's kind of like a NASCAR race now, which I hate NASCAR. But it's like you you can't just drift and then try to hit the inside every single turn. <laughs> you got to pick your choices, like you pick your chance to do so, or you're going to put it into the wall. Last week, I put it in the wall, put it in the other wall, and then flipped on the infield. Um, so that, uh, I went 11 and three last week. Christian, you went eight and six, which um, isn't bad. It's not like I, no, no, I just, I mean, it's chances. Yeah. You, you had to take chances and, you know, I mean, we, to point here, point there away from a completely different story. So looking at week 15, uh, jumping in tomorrow night, Kansas City at Christian. Goal, charges, goal. Very nicely done. Uh, Kansas City getting three here. Uh, I said it earlier. I'll say it again. I think Kansas City is one of the top two teams in the AFC. I think they're playing incredible football right now. Uh, give me Patty Mahomes is Chiefs. Um, I, I'm actually, though, this is, again, I'm not doing this on purpose. I'm picking the Chargers. I think okay, buddy. Okay. this is a bigger game for the Chargers than it is for Kansas City. I think playing at home, the way that they played last weekend was impressive. Um, I think if the Chargers want to make a play, make the playoffs, they have to win this week. This is a huge game for them. At home, I know they don't really have a home crowd advantage there, um, but if Herbert and Eckler and Keenan Allen, I, th- I assume Keenan Allen will be back from COVID this week. I'm not sure. There's a lot of guys with COVID out right now. Like the, I think they said it was a record amount of people with COVID this week, um, which is huge for NFL teams and fantasy football. So anyway, I'm going Chargers. Christian, who who plays in the dog pound this week? The Raiders. And they, looking like they're going to be facing the Case Keenum-led Cleveland Browns. Yeah. Uh, uh, as of yesterday, Patrick, or Patrick, uh, Baker Mayfield got COVID, tested positive. Don't know if he's immunized or not. Um, oh, I see what you did there, buddy. Um, but we'll see if he's able to play. Doubtful, though. Uh, I think you're going to get Case Keenum. And who do you got, Josh? The Raiders. Okay. Um, not again. You're like, are you just going to pick all the different ones for me? I, I'm not actually trying to. Um, I'm picking Cleveland. The way Case Keenum played with the Browns when he had to fill in for him, uh, I was actually in Vegas when he filled in for him, and they played on Thursday night. I forget. I think they played the Broncos. They did. They played the Broncos on Thursday night. And um, Keenum played a good game. He's a solid backup quarterback who was a very good starting quarterback when he was in Minnesota. Um, I'm taking Cleveland. New England and the Colts. Uh, This is one of those weekends where uh, lots of football prior to Sunday – and, you know, you're sitting here thinking, oh, well, I'm not even going to watch the Bears game. Uh, 
I'm going to be watching pretty much no football this weekend. I'm going to have to catch up uh, on everything. My sister-in-law, Courtney, is getting married Sunday evening. Um, So, obviously, going to be a little uh, disposed on Sunday. Uh, And as a side note, um, you know, my wife's sisters have become my sisters. I mean, I love them like they are my own. Um, The fact that this girl who literally used to sit in the back of my old red pickup truck and like throw temper tantrums when like I would leave because she didn't want my truck to leave is now going to get married. I'm not okay with, but we're getting old. I, yes, yes, we are. So I don't know how much football I'm going to watch, but Saturday night, I will be tuned in to watch the Patriots put a stamp as the best team in the NFC or the AFC by taking down the Colts, effectively ending the Colts' playoff hopes. Give me Mac Jones, best rookie quarterback in the NFL. A breaking news, this is going to be the last game that's different for a while. But I'm picking the Colts. I'm picking the – I think the Colts, again, this is one of those games that I believe is more important to the Colts than to the Patriots. I think the line being – I, I still can't believe the Colts are favored in this game by two and a half points. But you know what that means, Josh? Vegas knows something. Okay, you said that about a couple last week, too. But Vegas knows something, up. Josh. It's like, a- you said that about Tampa Tampa covered. I Like, you can keep saying that Vegas knows something, but, yeah, I mean, it's just not going to happen. Uh, Carolina-Buffalo, I uh, – Wow, I typed in the wrong team right there. Um, I was just about to say I'm looking at our we have a <laughs> and Josh just typed assume we were both picking Carolina and I was like yeah. no, I I am going to take uh the 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 Bills we're, we're circling the wagon this week. Uh must win game for Buffalo. Yeah. If Buffalo loses to Carolina, uh-oh. Uh, yeah, they're, I, they're, I don't they're... think they will. I, I don't think they will. Give me the bills. And again, this is a, a game where, you know, a, a team that we, you know, sat here and talked about week one, Buffalo is going to the Super Bowl this year. And now it's hopefully Buffalo makes the playoffs, yeah. uh, I, which I hope they do. I think they're an exciting football team. They played a very good second half against Tampa Bay on Sunday. They came back. They had an opportunity to win the football game. Couldn't get it. Um, couldn't get it done in overtime. I'm picking Buffalo again. You lose to Carolina, you're done. Arizona is going to beat the Lions. Do we really need to talk about it? The Lions 13. I might take no. Arizona's winning, and I think this is my Arizona by a billion. Yeah. Um, uh, yes. And but big news out of Arizona, Deshaun or uh, um, oh my goodness, Hopkins is out for the season, um, for the regular season. They're hoping to get him back. Um, DeAndre Hopkins is in his uh, it's a big knee, it's a knee injury out for the rest of the regular season. Um, they're hoping he returns for the postseason. Um, but that's a big loss if Arizona can't get him back for the postseason. Uh, Jets in Miami, yeah. uh, still not the worst game of the week. Um, 
I'm going to take Charlie Schmiggles Dolphins. Yeah, and I'm I'm rolling with Charlie Schmiggles Dolphins. I think we're just going to refer to them as the Charlie Schmiggle Dolphins. Again, Charlie Schmiggle is cheering hard for the Carolina Panthers this week because yes. Carolina wins, Miami wins, all of a sudden, even if New England happens to beat uh, the Colts, now all of a sudden Miami – they're right there in the playoffs. Cur- they're, they're not making the playoffs. They're not making the playoffs. Oh, uh, you never know. So. Uh, Dallas, Dallas, and the New York Football Giants. Uh, Dallas. I mean, I don't, I don't think Dallas is good, but the Giants are an absolute train wreck. So give me the Cowboys. And you know, everybody says how bad of shape the Bears are in. If I was a if I was a uh, New York Giants fan right now, like what is there to be excited about on your football team? Uh, the answer is nothing, Christian. No, nobody. And especially if Mike Glennon is going to start again this weekend, um, that's just awful. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's um, – I'm going yeah, Dallas. Uh, the football team – and, Christian, we haven't done this in a while. Yeah, we so, haven't. Please join me. Eagles fly on the road to victory. Fight, fight, fight. Give me the Eagles this weekend. This is a huge game. Eagles win this football game. They are now in the driver's seat to get a playoff spot. Um, To me, it's Eagles. Eagles at home, minus seven, coming off a bye. Taylor Heineke's banged up, and now his backup quarterback just got sent to the reserve COVID list today. So now you're either going to get a banged-up Taylor Heineke, or I don't even know, Josh, who the third-string quarterback is for Washington right now. But whoever it is, if they happen to play on Sunday, um, that line's going to jump from minus 7 to minus 13.5. Real quick. Real quick. So grab it now because I don't think Heineke is – right now he's kind of like held together with uh, duct tape. So um, give me the Eagles. Cindy's Titans and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, who, the, the Steelers are rough, bro. Yeah. They, they are rough. Uh, the land of the Primanti Brothers sandwich uh, is not going to be very happy. I. Uh, I the Titans only laying one and a half here seems very, very small to me. Uh, as much as the Titans are injury prone right now, I think the Steelers are just completely defunct. Give me the Titans. Um, yeah, I'm going Titans too. Um, Pittsburgh literally played a quarter and a half on Thursday night and almost beat the Vikings. I don't know if that says more about the Vikings than it does the Steelers. Um, but man, are the Steelers, it, I think now Ben announced this is probably his last season. I don't see who in the world would want to sign Ben Roethlisberger. He is just a walking accident and so are the Steelers. So for that reason, give me the Titans. All right, Christian, this next game, we are going to ship, ship it, it to London. London. Uh, my goodness. What a horrible, horrible football game. Uh, give me the Texans. Man, I was hoping you'd pick the uh, – No, I can't. I cannot pick the absolute train wreck that is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Well, then I will. I'll pick Jacksonville. Um, 
But I'm going to come out and say this. Jacksonville. You're only picking them because I pick Houston. And this is a game where I we could have a two like bowls of food and just have the dog run. <laughs> and you'd probably be more entertaining. Yeah, but I, th- I'm just going to tell you right now, Houston wins this football game. Urban Meyer will be fired on Monday after this game. That's got to be it for him. Cincinnati and Denver. Um, boy, th- this is a tough one. Yeah, um, it is. Real tough. I think, you, you know, Denver, I, I don't think Denver's a playoff football team. Um, I think Cincinnati still has aspirations for that. Uh, I, give me the fighting Joe Burrows. Take yeah, the Bengals. Yeah, I'm I'm taking the Bengals too. Um you know what? Actually, Josh, I'm changing. I'm going Denver. I like uh, this. And the only reason you I'm yelled saying, at me last week when I changed my pick. Yeah, but the this is this is why. They're playing at home. Denver's playing at home. Okay. I think that Joe Burrow struggles so much on the road, and then you put him in the high altitude of Denver. I think it's gonna cause some problems. I think it's also going to cause problems for their defense. They were getting winded when they were playing San Francisco last hey, week. Fair enough. So I'm I'm fair going enough. Down. All right. That moves us to a game that's not a game. The Niners are going to roll the Dirty Birds. Yeah, I agree. San Francisco, um, they're fighting for a playoff spot. Atlanta's fighting for draft pick position. So for that reason, give me San Francisco. This next game, however, is a little bit interesting. Dare we say interesting, Christian? Oh, it's definitely interesting. Anytime Russell Wilson's playing a football game, it's got to be interesting. Now, However, I do also want to say that I feel like the line on this is very interesting as well. Um, only four and a half, only four and a half. That seems very, very small to me. Just being honest, because I think the Rams have proven that, Hey, they're playing some pretty decent football right now. I mean, they, I don't want to say they competed well against the Packers, but they played the Packers tough. Um, and then they just went and they beat the Cardinals on the road. Um, I I like the Rams by this one, and I think I'll even take the Rams minus four and a half. I mean, I think the Rams win this game by at least seven, if not ten. Yeah, I'm also going Rams here. Uh, I love Russell Wilson. I care about Russell Wilson a lot, but right now the Rams are playing for their playoff life here. And now with the cart, them beating the Cardinals. Now, all of a sudden, Josh, it is not out of the realm of possibilities that the Rams could win this division. Correct. It's not out of the realm of possible, you know, so the Rams know they have to get this game. You know, Arizona's playing Detroit, no chance Arizona loses to Detroit. So if you're the Rams, this is a game. If you let slip away now, all of a sudden Arizona has locked up that division. 
Packers and Ravens, uh, Packers. I mean, I poor says, oh, well, it's not a high ankle sprain for Lamar. The plan is for him to play. I, I honestly don't think it matters. I don't think that that Ravens defense can contain the Packers. I think the Packers go on the road, make a statement this weekend. Uh, give me the Packers. Yeah, I'm also taking Green Bay here. It, it doesn't matter what kind of ankle sprain it is. As long as Lamar is not full go and he isn't as electric and he's not able to cut like Lamar is normally able to cut, they're not the same football team. They will struggle on the offensive side of the ball. And Mark Andrews has come on as the top tight end right now in fantasy football for tight ends. Had a huge week last week. They're kind of like ride or die with Mark Andrews right now. But the way the Packers defense, I mean, granted, Packers defense did not play all that great against the Bears. um, But this, this is a completely different football team for the Ravens without Lamar. So for that reason, I'm taking the Packers as well to cover. Uh, New Orleans and Tampa, uh, Tampa easily. Yeah. Tampa as well. Uh, there's zero. I, did, I mean, I don't really think there's anything to say. Uh, that brings us to Monday night, uh, Minnesota and the bears. Now I, oh, I'm Josh, this is, here. Oh, Josh, this is, you know, I've, I forgot how excited I was for, for this exact moment right here. Right. So here, here's the thing. Okay. <laughs> what are you going to do here, Jack? Okay. Listen, I, you and I have had this conversation. I don't detest the Bears the way that you detest the Packers. I think that probably has a lot to do with the fact that for me, I have never known losing to the Bears regularly like there's all you know there's a year or two there year or two here plus i mean i i respect the history that is the chicago bears franchise um the the vikings are little brother in the division i mean that they're the uh, i just oh man they're disgusting everything about them is gross their colors are horrendous they have a culturally appropriated mascot. I just, you know, there's nothing about them that says a wholesome franchise. All that being said, we are picking winners of football games. That is what we are doing. Um, And Christian, I'm sorry. I do not see a way that the Bears secondary can contain Justin Jefferson. Like, I don't, I think that he, Jefferson might go for 400 yards against the Bears. The Bears' only hope is that Soldier Field turns into an absolute mush pile and that Justin Jefferson can't get his footing. That's the only hope they have. Minnesota's going to win by at least seven points because the Bears are a burning dumpster fire. Sorry, Josh. Every week, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. Uh, every, I mean, listen, bear down. Absolutely, bear down. Like I will, I'm going to Snapchat you on Monday morning, driving to work, and I will sing "Bear Down" for you people to do something useful with your pathetic, 
existence that literally the only other team in the entire division that I'm like, yeah, Bears have a shot is the Lions. That's the only other one. Would you people for once this season do something useful with your horrible, just pathetic existence? Would you please beat those purple pant wearing skull clapping hot dish eating Minnesotans? Well, Josh, every week I come on this show and I, you know, lately in the end of the season where it's all just spiraling out of control and I'm like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done picking the Bears. You might as well just wrap it up and just pick Minnesota and save yourself the trouble. But I can't do it. I just, I can't (laughs) get myself to do it. And I'm sitting on my couch at home and I'm looking over at, there's a pillow and it, it's a Christmas pillow that it says, eat, drink, and cheer for the bears. And it's still sitting out after that absolute <laughs> fire of what happened on Sunday night. And guess what, Josh? It's not going away till after Christmas is over and after football season's over because I'm a bears fan and I will bleed orange and blue until I die. That a baby. And I'm picking the bears. I might not get to watch I'm, – I'm hoping maybe like the back half, maybe the fourth quarter, I'll get to see a little bit. But maybe I won't want to. Um, but I'm picking the Bears. I think there's one thing that they can do, and that's beat Minnesota, especially at home. Um, the weather's – and I don't know what the weather's going to be like, as you said. But one thing is is that Bears fans always show out, regardless of where their team is. Bears fans show out at historic Soldier Field, and that's just the way it is. That's the way it's always going to be. Bear down till I die. Our locks of the week. Um, so going back through, uh, there's one team that when I picked them as the lock, they have never let me down. Chris, I'm going to sing you a song. Are you ready? Sure. Tell all the people across the USA, I love my Green Bay Packers. I am undefeated picking the Green Bay Packers as my lock. So guess what, Christian? What, Josh? Green Bay, lock of the week. Green Bay, okay. Giving up five and a half at Baltimore, quoth the Raven, Nevermore, once upon a midnight dreary, while I pondered weak and weary over many a quaint and curious columns of forgotten lore. Nevermore. Get you, Edgar Allan Poe. Quoth the Raven, nevermore. Go, Pat, go. Um, oh, nevermore, nevermore, blah, blah, blah. I'm going with the Chicago Bears. As my- <laughs> You're all in this week, and I love you. I, 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 I'm all in just because they're getting three and a half. I, I think this could easily be a two, three-point game. Bears lose by three. Boom. You're good. All's well. You win. Three and a half points. They're getting – Justin Fields, anytime he's on the field, gives you a chance to win. Um, the defense oh, it doesn't, it's, they're just bad and we'll see, but uh, hey, I'm going hey, Bears. you, you never change that. That's what I want you to understand is that I never want you to change. This I'm is never- why, like, this is what I need from you. I need 
just constant bear down, you know, no matter what, come what may, we bear down. Yep. I love that about you. Yeah, I know. And, and hopefully next week we're back together doing this. I think things slow down a little bit next week. Uh, oh yeah. So Great. that we, we should be able to get together and uh, get, yeah, get this would... pod back. It's so much better in person, but Hey, modern technology makes it so that we can uh, at least give the people what they want. And that is an exhilarating week 15 podcast. So from us here at LR weekly, have a great week. Go pet, go. Pair down.